This week, we got a couple topics for the boys, the boys and girls who listen to this wonderful show. We got, uh, we all just finished watching Invincible, that cartoon from uh, Amazon Prime. Absolutely incredible show. What did you guys, what Luke, would you guys Luke think about it? said he didn't like the last episode. Didn't like it. Was it? I, well, hmm? I don't know. I don't know if I, it's not that I didn't like it. I just think like, I don't know. I, you guys expand on what you liked about it because mm-hmm. I don't want to just last like, episode specifically. Well, just the whole thing because I I don't want to start with with the end because that's where I had I think maybe the most problems. Like obviously they're gonna they have to go. Well, into can we the just season. They got picked this, up for sorry two. just to interrupt real quick, but let's just preface this with a spoiler warning for Invincible because it just it's came out. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. We're gonna talk about the entire <clears throat> um, show, including the ending. So if you don't want to hear about that. Uh, I don't. We'll 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 get the time code after we're done just talking leave. about it, and then we'll... just leave. Just yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just get out of here. Um, but yeah, I don't want to like start off by talking about the end and like talking about what I didn't like about it. So what like what were what did you guys enjoy about All the right. show specifically? Uh, in the beginning, uh, Austin from the hideout posted a really good picture about it. Uh, I've got to go find anyway, but it was like a meme. The first, like, couple episodes are like, oh, Invincible is just like Spider-Man, but better. And then the entire two-thirds of the show, like, the last two-thirds yeah. of it, is just depression. Yeah. <laughs> well, at like, first, I, I... I loved it, though. I didn't it was like, like a really it good twist. because I thought it was just, like... I thought it was just a random-ass, like, DC clone. Which I think a lot of people thought... And which is unfortunate because a lot of people probably watched halfway through the first episode and they were like, mm-hmm. whatever, right? Like, I'm, I'm like, I'm looking at all it's the Guardians argument. of the Globe and I'm like, this is literally not even, they're not even trying to hide the fact that it's like a DC ripoff, right? Like, they had Batman mm-hmm. was Darkwing, War Woman is Wonder Woman, you know? Like, yep. so I, I was like, okay, whatever. And then. But then I, I mean, kills by the end them of the episode, all. They're all dead. Yeah, know? yeah. He slaughters them all, and I was like, okay, I'm interested. Yeah, I now. think that was the point. Like, the, like yeah. they, he he, fucking, like, broke War Woman's neck, and then she coughed blood all over her back. Like that was fucked. <laughs> Good. Yeah, that yeah. was so fucked. <laughs> See, God, the damn. entire premise was like. It, it's just a normal like superhero show, right? Like nothing bad happened. There was like all until the end, where Omni Man just goes in for no fucking reason. Apparently, kills the Justice League and then goes home. Well, like, I I had a feeling that I, from the beginning, really all they knew about Viltrum was from what Omni Man had told them. And I was thinking yeah. since probably like episode two or three, like. I guarantee you that the Viltrumites are some weird fucked race and he's doing this for like power or control. He's like trying to yeah, conquer Earth. And I was good. basically almost 100% correct. <laughs> almost. Great I mean, prediction. They did, oh, you know, I don't mean yeah, to, they did, I don't they mean to wet my own like willy here, but space Nazis, you know, it is what it is. Um, what I did like about the show was that it was so fucked, but like not just to be fucked like it wasn't gory and like violent just because not not just for shock value you know what i mean like it Mm. it felt like it was actually in it had a place i agree with that to an extent for sure like i think um i don't know i forget which episode it was but the one where he like it's one of the earlier ones where he goes and he 
sees all of the people just like dying. Uh, it's I think it's the episode where oh, the, the like time, uh, yeah, the invasion, the time aliens come in, mm-hmm. and he sees all these people dying, and he and then someone's like, you know, this is what you have to deal with. Like that, I totally agree yeah. with. Like the gore is is there, but I think I don't know. Like once you establish that, like obviously you have to fulfill that throughout the whole season, but. I do think for me personally, it got a little excessive, especially towards the end, like like the train scene. Like you guys Yeah, know you mean about. the best like, part of the whole show. Like that, oh my God. that that was so <laughs> hard to watch for me, honestly. Like uh I like just the context it's the of the whole of scene. I, no, I for sure it is, but like yeah, yeah. it it's like Oh, man, like thinking about it, it's hard to to watch. That, well, that's true. That last scenes, but I I still yeah, think, think and that... to think that that needs to be like in a sense, like it needs to be the ante needs to be upped in season two and three, like because Omni Man, the threat of Omni Man and Viltrum is like you know ever present. Like that last scene with the the Seth Rogen character, yeah, uh, I, I enjoyed that. Like I thought that was really cool how they were like. You know, they're establishing it, it. It might build up to be like you know a galactic like space yeah. opera well, kind of thing. Well, the thing is, how know? if they mm-hmm. had that much trouble with one Viltrumite, what are they going to do against an entire race? Like, what do you do? Well, that's the thing is, uh, they put that like uh, that one squid thing on ice. Remember? Yeah. Uh, in that one episode, uh, where oh, Cecil, the, the Cthulhu he says creature? like, yeah, he says like. Uh, you know, put that thing on ice. You, you never know when it could be useful because it actually gave Omni Man a run for his money. So I like that they're like, you know, setting up early on that there mm. are things that can go toe to toe to him, or at least like, you know, we saw even the uh, I forget what the Guardians of the Globe like they give him a run for his money as well, right? Yeah, so we even just immortal by the, himself. The Titans like put up a fight. Even the... just immortal by himself when he got brought back to life by the. The blue guys, the the yeah, brothers yeah, yeah, or whatever. Absolutely. I forget what their name Mortal is. Mortal kind of sucks, unfortunately. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm glad they didn't just go with like another DC ripoff. Like the thing I don't like about Superman is that it's just like, well, his weakness is Kryptonite. That's it, and and it's like, okay, well, and magic. Get, get and magic. Is it is magic a weakness too? Yep. Oh, I didn't know that. Huh. It's not. I don't think it's as strong as Kryptonite, but it, it's one of. Yeah, I th- I always thought it was. I guess that you kind of have to do something like that if you have a character like Superman where he's just like invincible. We have to do something, but just like I I I think just having a rock from his home planet be the thing that like cripples him is kind of lame, especially because even if it's just in the vicinity, like he gets fucked. Yeah. If there's Kryptonite in the room, he's not having a good time. Which doesn't make sense True. because why would he be killed by the one thing that's from his home planet? It's like, like it's like humans like, living on a lava planet. Like why would we live there if it's filled with stuff that'll kill us? I I don't get it. That's probably a backstory. There, I there, I mean I guarantee there's like tons of shit in DC comics that explain that or retcon it or fix it. But from the general man's perspective of Superman, like the everyday man, that's the general understanding that I have. Mm-hmm. Well, comparing Omni Man to Superman is very fair except like omni man still has a race back home yeah that's true and they're nazis <laughs> and they don't have they don't want to conquer they, well, that's they, the they thing. don't seem to have weaknesses there didn't seem to be a lot of um like hinting at the fact that 
Omnivan. Like, obviously, we knew something was up from episode one. Yeah. Like, when he's like, device. are you sure you're getting yeah, your powers? Yeah. Um, but there, there wasn't, like, the last episode where he just kind of explains what Viltrum really is. Like, I didn't feel mm. like there was much justification for it, if that makes any sense. Like, it was, it, when I watched him, it, it was more of like a show, uh, or rather a tell-don't-show kind of thing. I didn't think that there was a lot. Um, I could see that maybe he would find Earth, like, you know, not worthy or whatever of his service, but it just didn't seem like... Uh, a very justified purpose but i i don't know i it's not to say that i didn't like the show i thought it was really well done but uh it just fell flat uh in some parts for me like you so you're saying that that him explaining what viltrum is is not justified is that what you mean i just feel like or like you're saying there could have why did he lie more there could have been more done in the eight episodes before to to hint at Oh, what he was trying yeah. to do on the planet. You know what I mean? True, like, I yeah. still don't really know why Mark getting his powers means that he had to kill the Guardians of the Globe. You know what I mean? Like, like because they weren't needed anymore. I think, I, yeah, I think the it, general like, idea is, was that, that he wanted Mark. He his his mindset was that Mark was going to help him in the Viltrumites, like conquer earth basically take over and like because he was yeah like, but well, if he's he got his powers if, he, i i understand but it i don't know it doesn't seem like uh one thing meet like means that he needs to do the other you know what i mean it's it it just felt like um like mm-hmm. look when i look back at the whole first season and i i think why did he kill the guardians of the globe in the first episode? Like if I'm thinking of it from a storytelling standpoint, I can totally see it because it's going to hook you in for the rest of the season, which it did. But when I think of like why Omni-Man specifically was like, okay, my son has powers. So I'm going to go kill the, like, I don't, well, I don't know if if he could, he could take on the guardians of the globe by himself. Why? wait till his son has his powers to do that you know what i mean like it it just doesn't i don't i don't know I if it was specifically it because he got his powers that he went in to do it though it could have been but the fact that we even have to like talk about why he had to do this like thing which was so clearly like the inciting incident yeah. like just you know that raises a few questions for me you know what well, I mean? but like my like like i said it's not to say that i don't enjoy the show i i think it's really good yeah but I just, I, and I don't want to say that, like, I can, like, see through it or whatever, but, like, when I think about why some things were done in the show, like, my first instinct is, like, it's a, it's a storytelling device more than, like, these characters would do this. Yeah, I guess that's fair. But my, my general but, thing with the show was there was so many different subplots going on at the same time, which all kind of absolutely. fed into each other eventually. But in the middle, at like episode five and six, like it felt like there was five different stories going on at once, and I was so confused. Yeah. And eventually, it all kind of came full circle. But like for that amount of time in the middle, I was I was so so lost about why everything was happening. Um, but my general idea of here here's my understanding of what happened with Omni Man. So he comes to Earth, 
because Viltrum's like, okay, we're going to send one guy because we don't have enough people. We're going to send one, one person to every planet to conquer it on their own or whatever, like to get them into our system and expand our territory. So they sent Omni-Man to Earth, right? Which is pretty convenient considering he looks exactly like humans. But, I yeah. mean, you know, <laughs> that is what it is. Um, and I think that he, he kind of was doing his thing. I, he was probably doing the whole hero thing, I imagine, to kind of get them to trust him, I think, or to just sort of get them to see him as some sort of leader or savior sort of situation. Yep. Um, and what happens is he meets Debbie and has a son. And he, I think he has these conflicting emotions of like, he, it's like literally like seeing them as insects. Like, or he said like he did Debbie real dirty and he called her his pet. He said, she's like a pet to me, which was fucked up. That was but like bad. seeing, it's like seeing them like dogs, you know what I mean? Like, like, and then, but then he's also so like, he well, I also fit. have this son and I'm, I'm experiencing what it's like to be human and all these joys that I feel like are pointless, but also he's kind of seeing why they enjoy these little things. And I think it's also just kind of the way he was raised in his society where his society is really ruthless and territorial and all that. And then humans, they're, they're happy just being content playing baseball, you know, like that baseball scene in the end where he doesn't, he's like, this is stupid. Why are you playing this game? This means nothing. And then he gets to see his son experiencing some kind of joy over something that he seemed, thinks is meaningless. But he's like, well, you know, he has, I think he has a little more connection with Mark than Debbie because Mark is part Viltrumite. So he kind of sees his Viltrumite son doing these things and he kind of understands a little bit. Um, but then ultimately, you know, his son gets his powers and he's like, okay, well, I have to do what I have to do. Um, you know, and, and like he said, he lives for thousands of years. So it's really spending 20 years with his wife and his son is really just a blink in the eye of his life anyway. So he says, you know, whatever, I'll just do this for now. And then when the time comes, when Mark gets his powers, he'll help me uh, and our people. And I, I think that's how I understood it. Um, I think that Luke, you're still right. Like I, I yeah, like from from a storytelling perspective, like I don't know why he would like, have it, done it. Didn't it didn't ruin the show. No, yeah, it's, it's, like, it's I, just, I was able to. Certain things happened it. at weird times. I will agree with that. Like I, I wish that there was more subtleties and hints towards what would have happened. Like there was still like he was being like an asshole for like the whole show, like. In, yeah. like he, you could tell him being all nice and happy was an act because when he would actually talk he would talk like there was no empathy whatsoever like when he's talking about red rush being dead and he's like come on he was his power was going fast like that was a dumb power or like yeah like he just walks in he's like all right let's go get pizza after the funeral and like all that shit and then you can tell when it's really him talking when he's like are you questioning me like that sort of shit or when he's asking the hospital lady to go get his costume, like you can tell that's really who he is. But then it's just like, okay, well, why is he like that? There's, there's really no hints towards it until the very end of the show where he's like, yeah, we actually conquer everything. Yeah, exactly. Like, I feel like what even for me, like something that would have fixed it. And I don't want to like go and try like write the show, but like, even if, if the guardians of the globe had, like discovered what his true purpose was you know what i mean and then like we find oh, out that yeah. that's why he did it like just something like yeah like it's still you know what i mean like the connection 
from him getting his powers to him killing the Guardians of the Globe, like there's got to be something in between. But but besides that, like once I got past that and like some like some of the gore, like I think the story was great. I thought the animation was um at first I actually didn't really like it. Um I thought it was like a little like choppy, yeah. I guess. But um I learned to kind of really enjoy it. Like I thought the fight scenes were really great. I I love the art um, style because it reminds me of uh like like somebody else said like a Saturday morning cartoon. Just like a cartoon network like Spider-Man show, you know? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. It's like nostalgic in a way. But then it's it's weird cuz it's juxtaposed with all this gore and violence. It's like kind of it's like I felt yeah, like I was I watching that makes a cartoon. It even more jarring, yeah, you know. What I, I mean? felt like, like I was watching a kids show, but then all of a sudden I seen eye eyeballs pop out of skulls and it was weird. I liked it yeah. though. Well, like the studio's known for that shit too. Like they made uh The Boys and that entire show was shock factor. Did they make The Boys? I didn't know. I thought they did. Amazon, Amazon Studios? Yeah, it's an Amazon, Amazon Prime. But but did, did they not did they not get like a third party studio to do the animation? Or did Amazon do the animation? I, have no idea. I don't actually know. I can Google it. Uh, I'm pretty sure. I, um, I think another thing about the show is really good is, I mean, like they got so many good voice actors. Man, they got J.K. Oh, Simmons. They yeah. got Stephen Young as the Omni Man and um, Mark. They had yeah, Justin Roiland in for a couple cameos. They had a bunch of people. Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. I'd have to look at the whole cast um, again. But oh. Uh, Who's the, who was the boyfriend from the teen team? Uh, yes. Oh, yeah, the guy who plays Jay in Big Mouth. I forget his name. He's in, yeah. um, oh, he's no, Brooklyn I forgot. Nine -Nine. He was, yeah, Brooklyn Nine-Nine he was in as live action. Yeah, he's in, he's in the good place as well. I'm going to take a but, look. Uh, yeah, quick. he was really great. Jason uh, Jillian. Oh, Mark Hamill Zookas. was the, um, the tailor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a couple other people that I'm not Decent super guy. familiar with. Yo, Rip Donald. Those are the ones that Donald's I my favorite character. Oh, Donnie. Who's Donald? My can, man. We, can we have a moment of silence for Donnie? He went on in a good I way. I miss him. Mm -hmm. It was the voice actor for the, the guy who had, like, stone skin. Oh, that guy. What was his name? I don't know. In the show. I have no idea. I cannot remember. I like the Mahler twins, Stone too. man. The Mahler twins stone were fun. man. How they kept on thinking the other one was the clone. <laughs> <laughs> like I see the clone come to life, and he's like, "Welcome to the land of the living, clone." <laughs> because it's a copy of the brain from that exact moment. So from the clone's perspective, he just woke up, and then he's like, "Well, I just made the clone, so it must be the other guy." In 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 robots' case, whatever Rudy was his name, I think. Yeah. In Rudy's case, it was a little more clear. Which was actually really depressing when he woke up and he's like, which one am I? And then he goes up to like the original one. He says, I'm sorry it wasn't you. Like, damn. That sucks. Yeah, heavy. I mean, the most, like, the only thing I, like, the big standout parts of the show for me were like, first of all, final episode. The entire final episode was just insane. The gore in that episode was fucked. But, like, there's a couple, like, good parts, like, uh, I don't know. I, I can't really get behind the Adam Eve stuff. It was kind of, like, just a side story. I hope, they, I hope she gets more, more exposure Yeah, that was a little weird. Well, even in the last episode where, like, 
the that teen team or the new guardians of the globe whatever you want to call them they're like you know we can go save lives and then we just don't see them yeah they kind of and then yeah. they come back <laughs> like we literally don't see them like they they go out and then we cut back to the uh you know like an omni man fight with uh invincible and then we cut back and they they come home and they're like we did it and it's like what'd you do we didn't see anything <laughs> they saved lives lucas yeah no i mean for sure don't get me wrong they saved human but lives just show me yeah they like f- just a clip they kind of do <laughs> there's a scene of them like taking people out of the rubble i think it's just another issue of having so many fight. things going on at once that it's hard to find screen Absolutely. time for all of it i did like that though i like the fact that there was like a lot of shit going on it felt like the story was progressing you know how comic books do that thing like a bunch of shit happens but like nothing really changes you know yep yeah shit yeah, actually absolutely. changed in this like people died characters died yeah. eh. i like with i mean i like at the end know. of the episode how they just quickly gloss over you know how everyone know like all the friend group knows everyone's secret identity like yeah. at this point so we can go into the second season with that dynamic mm-hmm. i like how they His didn't make a friend big really, deal out of it really dropped the fucking ball by good. the way twice yeah, yeah exactly exactly <laughs> and it's just like you know we just hand wave it you know what i mean it's like okay yeah you know you know that adam eve is this person and you know that invincible is mark it's like and we're all a group of friends now and okay that's what we're going with with the yeah. second season it's like mm-hmm. that's fine i don't mind tying up the loose ends like that because like Hopefully the second season uh, gets better. I don't know, like, I don't know what they're gonna do. Like, eventually Omni Man has to come back. Like, that's the that's the overarching threat. Yeah, he's the, going to come back. Series. I'm hoping that's all. Of I season think two. there's a part of Omni Man that doesn't want to come back. Just like it's 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 his son that's holding him back. That's the only thing. Like he even said, yeah. well, what's another seventeen years? I'll just make a new kid. And then he kind of has that flashback yeah. with the baseball scene, and he's like fuck and then he says what are you gonna have in 500 years when everyone you love is dead and he says i'll still have you and he's like yeah i thought that was fuck pretty like kind of the the whole yeah emotional beat of the whole thing spider-man because omni-man finally has somebody who understands him that's the thing like all the humans are gonna be dead in you know at most 100 years and then what and then what like everyone that he cares about is gonna be gone but he's still going to have Mark. But now Mark Not doesn't, true. Mark is against him. So I think that's going to be hard for him. That's going to be a thing that's going to try to potentially hold him back. Yeah. I think I was Man's really hoping turn at the last minute. I think that's what's going to happen. I was really hoping that he would like take a beating. Honestly, like after what he did to Mark, like I was really hoping the teen team was going to show up and, <laughs> and, smack him around a little bit like i it actually made me real that is what left the most sour like taste in my mouth is that he got off scot-free pretty much for doing that to his son like and obviously he does like he's the yeah no like what what do people do but like i was really hoping like they would just at Mm. least like do something comparable to what um he, like they, the Guardians of the Globes did to him in the first episode, like you know, lay a beating on him. But I'm sure that's what they're gonna build up to. Like I think they're gonna be like, eventually they're gonna build this team up to be the new Guardians of the Globe, and then they'll take on Omni Man towards the end. I'm sure that that's probably what they have planned. But 
I liked it. I, I thought it was like, it definitely had its flaws in my opinion, but I thought it was like a good show. Uh, <laughs> I'm excited for the second season and I'm glad they got picked up for two more because it means when they're writing the second season, if I mean, it's based on a comic, so which I haven't read, um, but I imagine they're going to follow the comic pretty well. But having two seasons mean that means that they can at least spend the time to really flesh out the storylines that they want to, knowing that they can at least go into you know go into a third season. Um, real quick, uh, wh- who's the like producer for the show? It's the same guy who did The Walking Dead, right? Or the, sorry, the, the, writer, the writer for the the comic, guy that I wrote mean. the comic is Robert Kirkman. Yes, yes. So, mm. so it's, it, yeah, it's the same oh, author. Good. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I'm I noticing. Like a lot of the I'm looking at the voice does. actors, and a lot of them are from The Walking Dead. Yeah, um, that no, doesn't surprise. Yeah, me. the ones I know, they've got. Uh, Lauren Cohen is War Woman. Lauren Cohen is uh, Maggie. I think Soniqua Martin Green is, I think her name was Sasha. I forget. I don't remember. It's been so long since I watched The Walking Dead, but I recognize uh, her. She's the voice actor for Green Ghost, the Phase chick. Oh yeah. Uh, Michael Cudlitz is Red Rush. He's Abraham. Lenny James is Darkwing. Lenny James was uh, Morgan. He was in the first episode. That guy that rescues Rick. And he oh, stays yeah. in his house. Uh, Wait, so they just got a bunch of yeah, and then the immortal is Ross Marquand. Marquand, I don't know how to, how to say it. I forget what his character's name was. He was in he was in The Walking Dead as well. So basically, all oh, of I, the Guardians dude. of the Globe, except for like one. Steven Yuen's voice is perfect for Invincible. I agree. Man did a good yeah. job. Anyway, perfect. Uh, There's no character where I was like meh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, no. I think Can his best win? friend was like meh. For most of it, I think it was okay, but when when um they were in the sewer and like he was trying to 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 talk to Rick when he was a cyborg, it it was a little rough, I think. It it just sounded like he was just it sounded like he was reading off a script, you know what I mean? Josh, do you know what else is part of a script? This week's ad read. This next ad. This week's ad, Josh. It's part of a script. And let me tell you about that script. Have you ever wanted to feel that tiniest bit better about your day? Have you ever wanted to just come home and be enveloped by clouds of non-lethal smoke? Uh, Yes, I have, but I want to get the jingle first. There we we go. Okay. okay. Get the jingle. Well, this week we have a product for you. Aromatherapy. This revolutionary product is that small, weird-looking object in the corner of your mother's kitchen. It sits there every day, spitting out beautiful little clouds of harmless vapor. Using the essential oils inside as fuel, it is viewed by many to have calming or healing effects. Without putting forth any effort of your own at all, this product will emit non-lethal smoke that may or may not increase your happiness. Go to your local vape shop and tell the cashier the secret password, Ice Cold Vapor, and they will invite you to a back room filled with the latest in aroma technology. That's Ice Cold Vapor to enter the secret room in the back of any participating vape shop across the globe. Chris, okay, Wonderful. can we can we just can we cut this part oh. out of the podcast real quick? I just have a couple of concerns. Um, Anything for I you. just you say non-lethal? You said I mean, non-lethal? Like, it's in the fine print. I understand yeah. that means it's non-lethal, but I just... 
I'm concerned about the inclusion of it in the first place. I'm thinking, why would you include that if mm. it was safe in the first place? Why would you put non-lethal? That's making me think that it's going to hurt you but not kill you kind of thing. You know, like if you hear non-lethal, you're going to think like a rubber mm. bullet kind of thing. Well, during during the testing phase, uh, a couple of the products exploded. Okay, and, so uh, murdered innocents. So you know about this, and you're still allowing them to sponsor us, mm-hmm. is what you're telling me. There's a lot of money. Chris, I understand that, but I mean, at the end of the day, you're you're promoting a dangerous product. I don't know if that's it's not dangerous. It's not lethal. Okay, so yeah, you you lethal. like you hear yourself right now, right? <laughs> like I, I just want to. I, I like is this this is a joke? I don't know what you mean. Surely, is this a joke? We're cutting this out. When, when, I know. When we go back I, this is not going to be in the podcast. I just want to know. No, I won't. You said may or may not increase happiness. Why would you even include that? I bathe in milk. Chris, I think you're going mm-hmm. off the deep end, buddy. I don't know if this can go on. I don't know. I need money. I need it. Anyway, we're back. Hey, uh, this is uh, uh, this is the Ice Cold Podcast, episode two. Um, here we have Josh. Introduce yourself, Josh. Uh, great, and here we have Luke as well. Luke, uh, say something about yourself. Hi, how are you? That's great. All right, well, uh, we just got finished talking about Invincible. Uh, that was good. Let's talk about quirks, everyone, and powers. Let's talk about quirks and powers from from anime, now what, comic what books, I've always said is my favorite powers and things like that. You know, superpowers, abilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm stuttering. Um, my favorite ones are ones that, you know, have interesting drawbacks that kind of have to be worked around or powers that are used in, like, unique and creative ways that you wouldn't really initially think of. Like, for example, there's a... This is one I'm not as familiar with, but there's a character in a the My Hero Academia spinoff, Vigilantes, uh, the main character. And his power is called Slip and Slide, I believe, is, like, the English translation. Basically, the idea is that if he makes three points of contact with any surface, he can slide across it like it's like ice. Like he's like a puck on ice. And he can go really fast, which sounds kind of like whatever. Um, Ooh, and it kind of is at first, sure. but as the story goes on, he kind of finds different ways to use it. And he discovers kind of how his power works a little bit more. So it's, uh, and this is spoilers for My Hero Vigilantes. But um, uh, he realizes that the power is actually sort of his hands repelling against the surface with like energy so he finds different ways to use that like he he i think the way it was described how he he reverses the repelling force to stick to walls instead of sliding on them so you can kind of stick on like spider-man kind of situation um so he can hang on ceilings and walls and stuff like that and then eventually i believe he also um finds a way to use the sort of magnetic force on his hands as like energy blasts like he can you can shoot energy blast, which is, you know, the classic generic superpower. But <laughs> it's like <laughs> it, it goes from something that seems kind of pointless to like sliding, just sliding around to actually something that is a little more useful. Which I think is really cool and fun where it makes you it leaves room for growth later on. And it it lets people kind of think about how other powers can be used in certain ways. I just like to be I like I like there to be depth to them, you know. It's not just What's okay. He name? runs fast, you know. It's oh, he, you know, 
perceives things at a slower rate or like you know i don't know stuff like that where it's well, it's not just a well, basic it's, power it's interesting because like when you think of a like the golden age heroes like that like you know the flash he started out like you know he's a scientist he's and he gets doused in chemicals and lightning strikes on him at the exact same yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> but but then and it's like okay so he can run fast whatever but then like you know as as other writers come in they're like okay but you know through doing that he was connected to the the speed force and they like you know you go into the lore and you expand on it yourself exactly like, exactly i think that's really interesting yeah. and and that's the thing about having different writers too is there's all different interpretations mm-hmm. and it's um i was gonna say like that's something that writers know like almost instinctively now like as soon as a, a character is brought up like um if the character isn't thrown out right away like you're gonna have someone come in and essentially like the, the thing is is you can make any character do whatever you want like it's it's comic books right so you can you can change it up in any way that any character can be as powerful or as weak as you want so when you think of it like that like it you know as at that point it's like okay but how how satisfying is it going to be to the reader you know what i mean like i don't know i haven't read uh or watched what that uh that thing with the three contacts but like for me like it would have to be you'd have to under i would have to understand why he can do those things you know what i mean oh well so it's in the realm of my hero academia and the general uh the i guess the synopsis of the the world is 80 percent of all humans have some sort of a ability uh and it's okay. like genetic so at some point i don't really remember i don't know if it's ever been revealed in the manga and it's never been revealed in the anime but basically at some point humans just mutated and evolved to like a, i guess like a higher beings so it, it, i think it's explained as like evolution or mutation where um they're mutants yeah yeah they're, they're honestly basically oh. yeah they are where one, one one day a baby was just born and he was glowing it was a glow, the glowing baby was like the first quirk user and then just after that yeah. quirk users were just being born uh, and then it got more and more common until 80 percent of the population had it um the main character deku at the beginning he does not have a quirk um even though both of his parents have quirks sometimes it's just like a a random genetic mutation where some people don't have quirks so he doesn't have one um but that's like the world and the thing i like a lot about my hero with the world building stuff is that it's not just like okay everyone has superpowers and that's the end of it they they really go into like what a world where everybody has powers is like and it's where everyone has unique powers as well because i mean if you're a government agency and you're trying to make general rules around quirk usage and like safety for you know millions and millions of people that all have unique powers like how are you going to do that it's impossible like there's always going to be holes in the the rules there's never going to be one rule that applies to everything like nobody's going to be happy with everything like so how do they do they address that in the show oh yeah a, lot, a, a few times so there's there's uh one part in the show where they so they, they all this, the characters are students at school it's like it's kind of like hogwarts but they're going to school to learn how to be heroes so heroes okay. are uh like a profession now they're they're like they're like police officers but you know 
like special forces. They're they're it's just superheroes, but they're it's a job. Yeah. So they're going to school to learn how to be heroes, and they are out on work studies, like internships, basically. Um, and one of the villains in that arc, the hero killer, he is a guy who basically thinks that heroes these days, like they're not real heroes. All they care about is money and fame and glory. Um, so he's trying to basically cleanse the world of all the fake heroes because he doesn't believe that they're doing it for the right reasons. He doesn't believe they're doing it for the good of others. So he's yeah. going around and he's killing heroes that he deems unworthy. Um, and he finds... Uh, one of the character's brothers and like paralyzes him, injures him for life. So one of the students, who is his little brother, gets mad, goes to find him, and uh, he gets fucked up. But then, you know, two of the other main characters come in, and all three of them, they fight him and they beat him. Uh, mm -hmm. With the power of friendship. Yeah, but yes. the problem is, because they're not licensed heroes yet, um, they, the rule is that you cannot harm another person with your quirk. Like, it's illegal. You can't use your quirk in public unless you're licensed. So, okay. I mean, they beat a villain, they did it out of self-defense, and the villain was killing everyone, but the rule states that you can't do that, so it's like, well, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, we beat this guy, we were gonna die, and they're like, well, that's what the rule says, and the chief of police is telling them this, he's like, that's what the official rule is, and we could publish that you guys defeated the hero, and you'd be praised for it, but you'd also be punished, and all of your supervisors would also be punished, um, in the law. Or we can just say that it was one of the pro heroes who did it, because one of the pro heroes has the same quirk as one of the kids. This is father son. They both have a fire power, so we can say it's just the the fire guy did it, and then that'll be the end of it. So nobody will know that you did it, but you know, then there's no trouble. So there's issues yeah. like that that come up all the time. Where, like, where do we draw the line? Where do we sort of yeah, I, I guess I guess where do we draw the line with these things? Like, how do you make a rule that applies to everybody? And there's a lot of interesting world building and stuff like that in the show that I really like. Good show. Good show. I it's it is like a pretty mm -hmm. generic shonen show most of the time where it's just yeah. like superhero action stuff. But it is fun. I, I, there there's some there's some I mean, other stuff. There's there's like what arc was stuff. it when uh uh he fight the first Nobu he fought the first Nobu. The big, uh, the, the Nomu Man. was that was the first arc when like All Might the fought dome. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think I got to there and I watched a little past that. That is that's like episode twelve. There's the camp. There's the camp. Yeah. But yeah, I liked I liked the show, but there was a couple of quirks that I was like, "What is this?" Yeah, like, there's, there's some the little weird ball quirks. guy, the guy who throws balls. I forget his name. Uh, Mineta grows balls on his head. Yeah. So the the thing is. There's some interesting quirks in there. Uh, some fun ones, some really shitty ones, some generic ones. Uh, there's also stuff... There's, there's these things called... What's, what's called, Jesus Christ. Uh, there's <laughs> these things called quirk marriages, where basically, because uh -huh. quirks are genetic, people will sometimes get married just because of their quirks to try to have powerful children. And sometimes it happens mm -hmm. on accident. Like Bakugo... He can shoot explosions out of his hands, like gigantic explosions, right? So he's basically like a nuclear bomb. Um, but nice the thing guy. is, he got his quirk because it's a mixture of his parents' quirks. So his mom sweats, uh, I believe she sweats glycerin out of her skin, which ah. it, I think it just like keeps Beautiful. her skin young and like healthy. And then his dad has 
is a quirk called oxidizing sweat, where his sweat mm. oxidizes, and if he claps together really ha- really hard um, on his palms, it can make like a little spark. So those two combined together, where it makes Bakugo sweat nitroglycerin out of the palms of his hands, and that's what makes the explosions. He ignites the nitroglycerin on, out of his sweat. So stuff like that happens all the time where people get stronger and stronger. Uh, There's no downside to that. Though. Like, it doesn't hurt his hands to it does. No, it does. It does. The, his sweat. No? It, it doesn't harm does. him in terms of the explosions, but the, the recoil from the force of the explosion hurts him. That's why he has special bracers. Like the big gauntlet bracers he wears are uh, sort of like a cushion. Because if he, if he does like a full force explosion with no, no gear on, it really hurts his wrists and his shoulders a lot because of the force of the, the explosion pushing back on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is also well, an interesting thing in the show called the quirk singularity theory, where the, the theory goes that as quirks mix and become more complex, they will get to a point where they're so powerful that they can't be controlled anymore. Like the case with Bakugo or Todoroki as well, um, where he got uh, his mom had the ice power, his dad had the fire power. They mix together. Now he has half half his body makes fire, half his body makes ice. So, which is fucking cool. Which is very that's a cool power. But there, there's a a part in the show where they are doing remedial classes because they failed like a a training course, and that part Mm. of their their training is to help like get through to this class of delinquents. They bring in this class, this young class of kids and they think they're hot shit because they all have really strong quirks and they, they think they're badasses and their job is to kind of like get through to them and tell them like, stop. Um, but they're kind of like living proof that the quirk singularity theory has some merit to it because they're a new generation and their quirks are much stronger than the last generation was. Anyway, that was a, that was a big tangent I just went on. But. That, was a, that, was a big, <laughs> that was a big MHA. You're a big MHA fan. I am. That's true. I am. Yeah, There's a lot of fun quirks. Well, they're, really, they're revealing a lot of new ones in the new arc with uh, Class B. I think, I think it would be nice to know, you know, go off. Josh, what's your... You, actually, no. Let's go with Luke. Luke, do you have any cool superpower, like a super person you would like to mention? You know, anything very unique that you could think of off the top of your head? Um, well, the one guy that I, I've mentioned a few times to you guys is, um, he's a relatively new, um, mutant amongst the X-Men. He's, his name's Manifold. And mm. I think he's cool. Um, he, he was introduced, uh, a few years ago in Jonathan Hickman's, uh, new Avengers, or rather his Avengers run. And basically he, uh, back then he was introduced as just a teleporter, essentially. He was able to just walk from step from one area to anywhere else in the in the world as long as he knew um where he was starting from so like if he was captured and didn't know where he was he wouldn't be able to teleport out but as long as he could look up at the sky and recognize where he was then he could go anywhere and then uh from there he went on to be like a mind-controlled villain in the black panther stories um which i haven't read but um they don't really do too much to his character, but from there, he's uh, now a part of Sword, which is, you know, Sword made an appearance in WandaVision. It's different 
in the comics. Right now, it's being run by um, all of the mutants. Um, and he Wait, is... The she, there's Sword and Shield, though? Wait. Yeah, there's Sword and Shield. And Sword mm. is essentially like the space observatory. Um, mm. So they've got the peak, which is like a giant um, space station out in orbit around the Earth. Um, and the mutants have essentially taken it over following the X of Swords uh, event that happened. And Manifold uh, is a part of Sword. Yeah, he, he's a mutant that is working for Sword, and uh, he helps them like do deep space missions that... Um, he, he, I just think he's so super dope. He, because his power isn't teleportation or anything. It's recently been discovered that his power is that he, he talks to the universe and oh. like, that's how he describes it. Huh? Um, you know, like we, he doesn't have a solo series or anything where he is the narrator. So you can't, you know, you don't see like how he experiences his power, but that's how he describes it is that he'll, he'll ask something of the universe and the universe will will oblige i guess so from from there you can do like exactly you can kind of power creep up and well then like um, who is he asking at that point that's like well the that's universe, the thing like sure, that's like, what i thought would be, be like a really a... cool story is like mm-hmm. you know he, he asks and then you know he doesn't answer because as far as we know like every time he asks you know the universe obliges right but we don't yeah, know. but what what does the universe mean, right? Like yeah. it could be anything. Exactly. And it, well, and that's it's interesting because the in the the Avengers run that he was introduced in, there's also another character that's introduced, and it's not even really a character; it's more of a concept. Um, and it's called Captain Captain Universe, I believe. And basically, it's like this force that will just possess the body of of someone when the universe is in danger. So for the for this um this story arc that Jonathan Hickman wrote for the new Avengers and the Avengers, basically, you know, the multiverse was being threatened. It's a classic, one of those. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the, so captain universe, like, you know, comes out of hiding, you, you could say, and like possesses somebody. So, so there's precedent of like this character being, you know, they have some interactions and it's, you know, I think there's a story there is all I'm saying. And I, but I just don't think that, uh, I don't think that he's popular enough to get his own solo series. I'm glad. I'm so glad that he's in um, Sword because I didn't expect him to even be in like any of the spinoffs. But I'm really enjoying what the X Men comics uh, look like right now. I'm following up on those a lot. So nice, nice. That's the kind of stuff I like, though. Where it just like at first it's like, well, he can teleport around in space, and then you know. Well, he actually talks to the universe, and you know, there's there's room like there's, there's a, room to get creative with it. There's an mm. issue, uh, a recent issue where, you know, he asks space to like take a part of the sun, and like put it in his hands. You know what I mean? Mm. It, like, pr- you know, and it protects him. And then from there, he like throws that part of the sun at somebody. So it's like. And and it's explained what he's doing as he's doing it, so it's not like it just comes out of nowhere. Yeah, it it's like you know, oh, I can do this, so I'm gonna like you know, I can do this, and then it's like okay, at least I understand like yeah, it's the power being applied it. in different ways, different exactly. applications. Yeah, that's always fun. Like you you don't think about these things at first, and then it's and then becomes so obvious once once they show it off you're like why didn't i think of that before i'm mm-hmm. trying to think of 
instances in my hero where that happens besides vigilantes because i'm not really that familiar with vigilantes there, I think oh, like there's a couple because the, the whole thing with my hero is that they're going to school to learn how to be heroes. So at first they're all kind of shitty and they train, you know, they train to improve their quirks and they train their combat abilities. And so as the story goes on, they all steadily improve. Uh, like there's the invisible girl where she's just invisible constantly because that's what her quirk does. It's a mutant quirk. So it's like she's born like that. She can't turn it off or anything. It's just part of her body. Um, but it has something to do with light refraction at some point because eventually she learns how to, like, basically flashbang people and manipulate light. Cool. So, you know, it's like, well, at first she's just invisible. And then, you know, later on you see here she does a, uh, she calls a warp refraction where she, like, reflects light around her body, I think, and it blinds a bunch of people. That's really cool. I actually didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, that's a pretty dope idea. Mm-hmm. There's a couple well, others I'm looking through, but. We might not have time. I know I know you guys have been talking about really cool superpowers lately. And I knew you guys would be all like all positive, you know, and having like a good time talking about cool superpowers. So I went out of my way to find some really shit superpowers and mutant powers. I've got four of them right. here. Uh we'll start with uh Squirrel Girl. I think these are all just mutants. Squirrel Girl is, is a meme though, I think. Squirrel Girl is, is like meme? shit, but I think the joke with Squirrel Girl is that she's unbeatable. Like, didn't she beat Thanos what? at some point? I don't know. I just have, like, a small excerpt, like, describing I her powers and how she got the them. The joke with her is that she beats everybody she fights, even though she's so terrible. Oh, well. But she, That's she pretty talks hilarious. to squirrels, I kind of right? look into it now. The whole thing. Yeah. Able to command legions of squirrels to do bidding. She was born with the powerful abilities of a squirrel, fluffy tail included. Squirrel Girl was teased mercilessly at her high school, so she fled and took refuge in the local woods where she bonded with the squirrel population, quickly becoming their leader. And that's her whole power. Yeah, she did beat Thanos at one point. I just looked it up. <laughs> I, think, I think it's like a joke. <laughs> Wait, so she's sick. She is Damn. sick, but probably not for the reasons you would imagine. Probably. Well, next one on the list, though, the we got Doorman. Do. Doorman's pretty Doorman sick. sounds hilarious. Chris told me what Doorman he's, was he's, earlier. Okay, look. He, <laughs> his ability is to transform himself into a door. He doesn't create doors. He becomes the door. He's a member of the Great Lakes Avengers, so like Lake Erie. Huh. His power is to transform himself into a door to, and usher other characters through him into an adjoining room. That's his whole thing. He's like, I he's really like want to know more. Kitty Pride, <laughs> like what from X Men, but but only a door. <laughs> like he's if you can fit through the door, that's it. <laughs> like Kitty Pride can do that if she just grabs everyone and walks through the wall. Mm-hmm. Pretty interesting. It's like what? Yeah. Man. We also got we got Dog Welder. I picked this guy because his power is just. Weird. Have you guys heard of Dog Welder is before? Is he a, a welder that is a dog, or he is so bad at welding yeah. he's called Dog Welder because he's dog shit at it? <laughs> That's what I thought at first, too. I was like, well, he's going to be a dog. <laughs> but no, it's neither. He welds dog heads to the faces of his enemies. Oh. So he, he, he specifically welds dogs onto other things. 
Yes. Okay. Dog Dog Welder was from the Hitman series and a member of so, Section so, 8, a group of superheroes who fought Um criminals. What I'm going to say is I, I think whoever wrote that needs to be in prison. I, I think they need to go away for a long time. I'd agree. That's upsetting. <laughs> That's mm. very upsetting, to say the least. Oh, one, one <laughs> more thing I want to bring up though. about my hero that I, oh. I think about a lot. So there, there are mm. quirks in my hero that depend on other quirks to exist, right? For example, mm. Aizawa, mm. the teacher, if he looks at anyone, he can erase their quirk as long as he's looking at them. But if quirks don't exist, like, mm. I, I, I don't understand how that quirk evolves to become a thing in the first place if quirks are, like, a natural thing. You know what I mean? Like, if quirks didn't exist, yeah. how does he get that power? I, I yeah, I get that. Um, another, I feel the same yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. Another one is the copy guy where he can just touch people and copy their quirks. That's kind of a similar idea. Um, but the ones that I really, really don't get, the ones that bother me a lot, are the technology quirks. So, like, there's, there's a girl who, in the main class, who has earphone jacks, like, on her ears. Like, they're, like, part of her earlobe. Oh, yeah. And she can plug them into things and, like, use, it, use the sound of her heartbeat if she, like, plugs it into a speaker and make, like, a really loud noise. Um, and she can use it to, like, you know, stir up the ground through, like, vibrations and make, like, earthquakes and stuff. But... What, like, what happens if she gets that quirk before earphone jacks exist? Like, yeah, they probably explain there, it there, There's no reason that she would have gotten that quirk after that thing was invented. And what happens if, if they're born? What happens if someone in, in the year 2300 is born with a VCR quirk? You know what I mean? Like, what if it's just completely worthless? <laughs> what, what if it's outdated, you know? What if? What if, Josh? What if? These quirks were manufactured and placed upon these children because they didn't have quirks to begin with. I mean, most what? likely it's probably just because the writer thought it would be fun. <laughs> probably. <laughs> There's yeah. no real reason, which is fine. I mean, it is fun. It's just when you think about it too hard, then it kind of gets a little bit iffy, you know? That's all. Most of them make sense mm -hmm. for the most part, but some of them are fucking weird. They're, they're, they're strange. There's a guy who's in the show, or in one of the movies. What is this? No, he's in the show for one episode. He's in, he's in the show for like maybe 30 seconds, where he, his quirk is called shame, and he gets proportionally more strong depending on how embarrassed he is. So he runs up to his like place of work, where he, 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 and he's like going to destroy it because he hates working there, and he's just in a trench coat. So he just rips off the trench coat, and he's naked. And he's like, all right, I'm going to kill everybody. <laughs> and he gets taken out in like two seconds. But it's pretty funny. Yeah. He just like whips his dick. Yeah, Hulk. he just whips his it's dick out. And he's Hulk. like, all right, let's go. I mean, you got to be pretty shameless at that point to do that. Well, that no, you, you don't have to be shameless. You have to be embarrassed. Otherwise, it doesn't work. <laughs> Fair enough. If you're shameless, then the power is mm. useless. Hmm. Josh, I have an idea. What's that? End the episode? Shall we end this with a would you rather? Shall we end it? You got a would you rather? I got a couple here. Okay, hit me with one and then we'll end it. All right, all right. I think this one might be good. I think this one might be good. Here we go. Would you rather fight to the death with a chimpanzee using a stun gun or a metal spear? That's pretty shit. That's actually. dog shit. Hold on, hold on. That is, that is shit. terrible. I'm deleting it, actually. Because you just choose the stun gun. Anyway. 
How about, would you rather have eight arms or eight legs? This is a throwback to elementary school. Uh, eight. Eight, I feel like I arms. would have eight arms. Eight arms, for <laughs> yeah. sure. Yeah. If you have eight legs, what? do you know how inconvenient that it, that is? How do you how do you sit? You can you run can't so sit fast. anywhere. I would just be a, the best pianist ever. Yeah, you would be Ooh, the best pianist like ever. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Let's go, baby. And on that note, I think eight arms would be better because you could do more things. Um, it's the end of the episode, everybody. Lou, you want to take us out? Uh, some some tunes. Yeah. Here we go. Thanks for tuning right, thank in, everybody. You for listening, uh, Josh is uh, my my good friend. I'm talking over you. Take it away, I'm Josh. talking over you. Thanks for tuning no, in to episode two of the Ice Cold Cast, everybody. Oh. We'll catch you on the next one. Hopefully, it's not about superheroes Bye. next time, but it probably will be. Uh, we'll see you later. Ooh. Uh, yeah. <laughs>